to everybody. Today was your last day. Here. What would you do? Yesterday. Carlos in the house with us this morning. My man, C squared. Carlos, welcome aboard, brother. Scotty Garber, count down the days till you're getting married. Jay Katari is a regular. Love it. Jay, we should catch coffee, man. Let's do a virtual coffee. I want to catch up with you. Billy Herman's in the house. Billy Herman. I love it, man. I love Billy, it. Say, well, hi, we got Billy, hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Like, he doesn't know who I am. Hi, Steve. Who He's are you? Steve. We don't know who you are. <laughs> don't register. Listen. I don't get a hello, Billy. Wow. Good morning, Mitch Zipper. Mitch Zipper in the house. So All today is places. Wisdom Wednesday. It's one of my favorite days because I, not that we don't, you know, you know, bring wisdom every day, but today's a doozy. Today's a really, really good one. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Legacy. I can see it. <laughs> can you see that? I can see it. And Mark, look at you, man. See? Uh, Billy. <laughs> Gary Merkin, everybody needs a boost on Wednesday. Nobody talks about Nickelback. I mean, they put out some amazing music. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to jump on the Nickelback bag bandwagon. I mean, I thought they did a couple good songs. I wasn't a massive fan. That's a good dissing, one. Are you dissing my music choice? I'm not dissing your music. I'm just saying it's a good song. I'm not about to jump on the band bandwagon, though. I'm telling you, man, take that negative shit somewhere else, brother. It's not my thing. Like... <laughs> it's not your thing. I'll give you your thing in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get well, your well, win, guys. All right, here we go. Uh, Katie Shaw's in the house. She's in the middle of a big move. I want the big huddle shout out to her. Kevin Lang's in the house. I got a call with him today. Nice job. Great to see everybody. Bright and early, good stuff. So um, I want to focus on the Nickelback song for a second. Sometimes, maybe all the time, you know, the words of a song really, really resonate, and they give you, you know, reason to pause. Look at the words. So I want to just read this today. If today was your last day, my best friend gave me the best advice. He said, each day is a gift and not a given right. Drop the mic right there. You know, there's your gratitude saying for the day. Leave no stone unturned. Leave your fears behind and try to take the path, the path less traveled. So break that down, Mark. I mean, you know, there's people who are just staying in their lane and people who are jumping out and doing things that are new and different and fantastic. That first step you take is the longest stride. I mean, that's just the first couple of sentences, man. Pretty, pretty interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we talked about it, you know, last week or, or a couple of weeks ago. But if you're if you're comfortable, you're doing it wrong, you know. So, like, if you're just if you've reserved yourself to be where you are and do what you do and do nothing else, there's no opportunity for growth. Absolutely no opportunity for growth. Like, I want to relate it actually to what I did yesterday with him. Like, he's been really poor at writing his case. So, you know what we did yesterday? We wrote K's over and over and over. And he, woke up, reps. and he woke up this morning, wrote a K perfectly. Like, so did he like it? No, he got oh, teary eyed and was upset, but we put in the work. We stayed persistent 
It was uncomfortable, but we pushed through it. And then you got success on the other side. And that's a really simple example of when we're kids. But I think as we become adults, we just we, we get resigned to being in the path of least resistance because it's the easiest. And we've, we feel like we have all of these other weights on us that restrict us from doing other things. So the mentality is always, I just got to get through this. I got to get through this next hour. I got to get through today. I got to get through this week, this month. And boy, do you miss all the stuff. So I'll read a little further before I do that big uh, shout out to uh, Jeff Brott. It's his birthday today. Congratulations. Happy birthday to you. Brittany Williams. Brittany Williams hasn't been in the huddle in a while. Welcome back. So good to, uh, to see you here. Here's the second verse and then we'll move on. If today was your last day and tomorrow was too late, could you say goodbye to yesterday? Would you live each moment like your last? I mean, that's pretty damn good stuff, man. So I love, I love that. And what I do, just so you know, guys, I print the stuff and then I leave it. So I look at it all day long as a reminder and I have a whole file of stuff like this. So words matter. They drive patterns in your brain. Your brain is a muscle. It's a big, wet muscle. Get in there and train it, make it right. So we're going to flip to legacy. You know, it's what the shirt says. That's what today should be about. Um, Howie Craw, who we know and love, um, is in Colorado. He's doing his Howie Doing It broadcast 7 a.m. in. Uh, he comes live from Colorado with the most beautiful, spectacular scenery you've ever seen in your life, man. It is, you know, that live each moment, breathe, take it in. Um, so I want to talk to you about a guy that I did not know about. Mark, you know his name. I didn't even know his name. He's a famous soccer player. Say his name. Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane, Liverpool star from Senegal. And uh, there's a story about him where he makes uh, some approximately $10 million annually. So obviously for a guy like him, $10 million, he can do whatever he wants. But somebody took us a picture of him and he was carrying a cracked phone. Now, what's the legacy point here, Mark? Well, I mean, obviously, the material thing doesn't matter to him. He's willing to walk around with a cracked iPhone, assuming it still works, assuming that, you know, he doesn't feel the need to fix that. You know, I think diving deeper into the story and sharing more details about him is important. But to me, as soon as I see somebody carrying a cracked phone, it's not important to them the appearance of what they're doing. So he said, why would I want 10 Ferraris, 20 diamond watches, and two jet planes? What would that do for the world? I starved. I worked in the fields. I played barefoot. I didn't go to school. Now, some of us know that our parents made up these bullshit stories about, you know, walking 10 miles to school in the rain and the snow and the, you know, whatever. This is the real deal. I prefer to build schools, give poor people food or clothing. I have built schools. I've built a stadium. I've given people that were totally poor, I've given them opportunities. Um, I do not need to display luxury cars and luxury homes just so that that gives me my satisfaction. That is a dude that is leaving an amazing legacy. Yeah, I think it's interesting because he's choosing to take his money to leave a lasting mark in things that don't really pertain to his name. Maybe the stadium's in his name or maybe the school's in his name or something like that. But he's not building a clothing brand. He's not building – you know, Jordan has made an unconscious amount of money throughout his career. I don't know of any schools that he's built. I don't know of 
any, you know, facilities and sports facilities. I don't know how he's given back to North Carolina, where he comes from, and his very rural roots. This is a guy that his only focus is making sure that people where he comes from have more opportunity to grow than he had, which LeBron James obviously has a school that he's built in, in Akron, Ohio. Um, that, to me, is building a legacy that isn't just about your name. It's not just about being in vain. It's about giving back and have, giving opportunity to far more people than, than you had. So, so I love this. And I thought this the other day, and it's appropriate for, for today. Like, if you ask yourself a question, what would I do if nobody was watching? You know, what, what, you know I think it reorients your priorities. You know, does it really matter? And I think people are going through that with this pandemic and understanding, well, maybe I don't need to eat in that fancy restaurant because you know what? The food isn't all that good. You know, maybe it's, you know, everybody says it's great. It's the place to be, but do I really need to be seen there? Is it really the most important? You know, I'm looking at trends in spending. People are spending more money on home, on doing stuff in their house. So their priorities change. Certainly your legacy opportunity changes. You and I are both philanthropic with our time and with our money and with our ideas. So I want to switch to a guy uh, last night on my Tell me something good show. I had a really good friend of mine, Bruce Schwartz. His sister, Marcy, also a good friend of mine, did it, uh, did tell me something good a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, you know, he worked, they both work and have worked and known Dan Gilbert for their whole lives. They were childhood friends. If you don't know Dan Gilbert, please Google him. I've met him. I've been in some business opportunities. He's really one of the most unique human beings I've ever met because the day I met him, I was in his offices. He's the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He started and he was the founder of Quicken Loans. He now owns a hundred companies in Detroit. He single-handedly revitalized downtown. Fascinating guy. The day I met him, I got to the office and I was all dressed to the nines. I couldn't wait to meet him. And he comes off the elevator just after running and he's wearing Nike shorts. And his, and his <laughs> hey dude, man, nice to meet you. Come on, let's go get some coffee. And I was like, wow, I was stunned. He's as normal as they come. The reason why I want to talk to him about today is there's so many different ways you can leave your legacy. You can leave it in physical things. You can, you know, certainly like, you know, building houses and stuff like that. You can leave it emotionally, but you can also leave it in the words, in the, in the, the actual education you know, there's certain people who are doctors, they leave their legacy and what they've created and what they come up with. Um, so Rock Ventures is the name of his company that um, the, as a family of a hundred companies, the, uh, he built this these principles that emphasize independent thinking, action, moving quickly and innovation. So there's probably about 30,000 employees in every single employee. This happened 20 years ago. He decided to write down a set of principles. Now, the takeaway from this today is what are you writing down? We'll, we'll get to that. But I want you to own this as we go through this. What are you writing down that you can own? We have this unbelievable machine called a computer that you can store anything. Content is real and it's valuable and what you think matters. So 20 years ago, he decided to write down a set of principles that would define the corporate culture, resulting in a book of isms, 
that is cutesy, um, but they represent really, really significant management ideas. He started with a few, he wound up with 19. Now I have a few isms, and for years I wrote a column early in social media called Steve-isms. I would post them every morning, people who might remember that, but you know, the idea of Steve-isms was these little sayings that drive me. You know, like one of my sayings, one of my isms was, it is what it is. You know, I don't want to hear what was, what could be, all the should shit. I don't want to hear that. It is what it is. Let's get it, you know. Um, in a lot of my jackets, Bob Goldfarb has actually stitched in just another day in paradise. People ask me, how you doing? I go, it's just another day in paradise, man. We live in paradise. But he put together 19, and with your permission today, um, I want to share some of them. Obviously, we don't have time to go through all 19, but they're spectacular. Every single employee gets a hardbound book. I went on the tour of downtown of all his hundred buildings, and I got a book. It was spectacular. Could not find it in time for today. But uh, Mark, I shared them with you. Uh, you want to jump in? Before we jump into the isms, I just want to stay on this legacy point for a minute because we train a lot of people on how to use social media to create awareness for yourself. What most people don't think about is that the previous generation to you, when they pass, their legacy are the things they've left behind. Whether they wrote something, pictures, their material things, that gets passed on to the next generation. When your generation passes, right, it's really going to be the first generation. Like when you leave, I'm going to have your Facebook page. I'm going to have your Instagram. I'm going to have years and years of things that you put out to the world that will represent you forever. I'll always be able to go back to that. That will never stop existing. So people don't think about when they're using social media, you're building your legacy. We talk about credibility and reputation and how you're doing all of that, but the internet lasts forever, right? Until there's some kind of catastrophic event which wipes out the internet, that's there forever and it's not going away. So think about it as that, as you're putting out content, as you're producing content, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want existing forever? So some of these isms were written words that he put together, but think about that as you go into your strategy of building your personal brand through social media, what's your legacy? What's it gonna be? Is it commercials from the job that you were at or does it represent who you are? <laughs> I, so I, love I love it, it. you're spot on, you got this. Scotty's uh, posting some of the, the ones that impacted him because I did them for years and I did them for my people. Um, Paulette Phillips, she's in the huddle this morning. She was one of my favorite back in the ABC days. She's still, and, and I hate when she does this, she goes, you're the boss, man. <laughs> she just, I love her. I absolutely love her. She was one of my favorite times um, working together. So, you know, this is really significant. Here's a couple that really resonated with me. Um, hold on. It's not about who is right. It's about what is right. There is no place at our company for typical corporate arrogance. I'm like, wow, who, you know, like what is right? And, and you know, it brings me back because I've been in business 40 years and people are like, wow, man, you know, a lot of people, you know why? Cause every time I dealt with somebody throughout my 40 years, I put myself in their shoes and said, what would I want done in this situation? And I did it. Even though sometimes I was pissed as hell that I had to do it and it felt shitty and it cost me money. I knew it was what was right. 
not who was yeah. right. You know, really, really wrong. So I love that one. You want to, I mean, there's I want to go to another one. I want to go with responding with a sense of urgency is the ante to play. I think that's something that I learned in the coaching world. Like when I, when Jimbo Fisher asked me for something, he wasn't asking for it to be done in 24 hours or 48 hours. It should have been done yesterday. If you got asked for something, that meant it was already late. So the sense of urgency to get up, get out of your seat, go get it done right now and get it back to them as fast as possible was something that was ingrained in me from the coaching world, which is not a, a normal thing in the business world. People take their time. Oh, I've got other things I got to do or oh, I'm already on my way to do this. When you're dealing with people that are spending money with you or, or that you have a relationship with, the sense of urgency to them makes them feel important which there's no better feeling than feeling important to somebody. So dealing, dealing with people with a sense of urgency as the ante to play, forget about getting it right and being detailed and everything that has to come after that. Just having the sense of urgency as your, as your price of entry. I love that. And as you can see here, all of these have much deeper meanings. They are basically kernels of ideas that lead to discussion, which is really fantastic. Here's another one that I love. Numbers and money follow. They do not lead. Bam. You know, when I was building my career, I was always trained, go for the money, go to the top of the hill. That's where all the riches are. Just keep climbing, keep climbing until someone said to me, hey, what happens if you climb the corporate ladder just to find out it's leaning against the wrong building? I felt like somebody hit me with an arrow in my heart. I was like stunned, stuck in my feet saying, I got it all wrong. I got it all wrong. I'm not going to do what I want. So his follow-up there is whether in approaching your career or your company's goals, using growth as motivation rather than money will be what results in a higher paycheck and better deals. And I am here as living proof to tell you that the biggest pivot and pivot in my life happened at 34. And people go, you know, like, what was the biggest, what was that aha moment in your life? That was my aha moment where I said, listen, I'm chasing the wrong shit. The more I stop focusing on that and focusing on being better and giving more and doing all like that, that's where all the riches came. I love it. I love it. I'm going to ignore the noise uh, because that is the ultimate, no matter what you're doing, everybody has an opinion, right? They're like assholes. Everybody's got one. So as you're trying to do what you want to do, is you're trying to do what you want to do and get and get out there and whatever it is, whatever's new, whatever the new thing is, if you're starting something brand new or you're just trying to change behaviors in your, your own life, there's going to be external noise. There's going to be naysayers. There's going to be people who have their own comments about what you're doing. And then there's internal noise. There's fear. Like there was real fear for me when I got out of coaching. I had built my life around being a football coach. I had built my identity about, around being a football coach. And there was real fear for me about who was I gonna be now? What was I gonna represent? And that was the real aha moment for me was ignoring the, the fear in my brain and just relying on the fundamentals of what made me successful in a previous career to continue to move forward. And that's where I really understood you are not defined by what you do. I love that you posted that yesterday in social, which was great. Huge shout out to Marcy Scheinbaum. She's in the huddle. That's who I talked about. Marcy and her brother, um, Bruce, 
just phenomenal people. They are just as tight as you can be with Dan Gilbert. Marcy, this morning, we're going over the 19 isms that all of you have been brought up with and lived by and, you know, the book I got, everything I love. So uh, for those in the huddle who don't know Marcy, reach out to her. She is one badass chef. She's amazing. And uh, make sure that you reach out to her. I'm going to close with one last one. Uh, innovation is rewarded. Execution is worshipped. So, you know, doing the basics, Barry Gottlieb, man, you know, dear friend of mine, corporate coach, trainer, success, you know, guy, brilliant on the basics. He said, listen, you know, you can't be great at all the other shit until you're great at the basics, man. And people don't like focusing on the basics. It's not fun. It's not sexy. It's the grind. Welcome to the grind. Enjoy it. Get fucking great at it. The better you can get at the grind, the better your business is going to be because that's what it really is. Bring us home, dude. It's the fundamentals. Focus on the fundamentals. I, uh, so let's wrap it. Let's bring it back to where we started with legacy, right? I mean, Dan Gilbert's legacy are those isms, the cultures he created, and how he's affected people to be successful with those isms. Whether you're building schools, whether you're building people, whether you're building companies, whether you're just building yourself, what's your legacy and how are you leaving it? Find your isms, live your isms, have a wonderful Wednesday, have a wisdom Wednesday, get over the hump and let's go. Just a quick shout out, Adam Case. I haven't really seen him in the huddle. This is the first time seeing him, but I had a phenomenal virtual coffee with him. He gets it. He's an ex-athlete. He was smiling. He's pivoting his business. If you, you all know the home and remodeling show, that's the dude. He's pivoting his business in a way that's fantastic. Great call yesterday and then bringing it home. Paulette, hashtag, she said, I'm her favorite boss, man. And it was uh, <laughs> amazing years, my dear. I can't wait to catch up with you. Everybody, Wisdom Wednesday, go out, learn something, write it down, save it, and share it with somebody younger than you. We are all mentors. See you.